0: Good evening, everybody. Well, welcome to another Mad Case Studio podcast. Uh, tonight, I have a friend of mine on, Brad Flaherty, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about um, what his business is, and he's got some really interesting uh, developments and things that he's worked on. And how we met was through another friend, Mark from, there you go, cadpd.com. Um, Mark McCauley from CAD, he has a product development company. And um, I had done some work with him. He works with Stratasys. And Stratasys is a 3D printer. And Mark and Stratasys hired me to do a bunch of these helmets. If you look underneath, you can see it's 3D printed. So I did the finish work on it to make it look like this. And they used these helmets to be um, display. I think we did 10 of them, and they get shipped around the world. If you if you Google it, it, Stratasys helmets, you'll see this very helmet that went around the world a few times. It's kind of beat up now. but that's how I um, met uh, Brad here because Brad has also done some work with mark and um, he needed some work done uh, similar to this where there were some 3d printed parts that needed to be finished and you he, he talked I believe you talked to mark about that and mark referred you to me yeah.
1: yeah yeah we needed to do some very large 3d prints for a client of ours uh, who was bringing a new product to market um, it was uh, it was Lemond companies uh, Greg Lemond has a new a bike out which is uh unbelievably exciting uh mark was kind enough to uh help us go through the process of 3d printing um some really large prints i believe i believe they were done off on a fortis machine and uh and it's that's an fdm it's the what i call the glue gun right Yep. and uh and that always leaves a, a texture to it like a, almost like a grain right as you know again right. yeah and uh since you've got such a background with uh working with your hands and uh, working on cars and airbrushing um you know you've you've kind of grown into uh cleaning up and finishing fdm parts so they look like they're production quality um and so mark said to me you got to work with ken he's the only guy to work with and yeah. i was like
0: oh okay Mark's he's fantastic. he's fantastic he's, yeah. he's a great supporter of mad k studio here
1: yeah yeah he's uh yeah mark mark is a pretty remarkable guy um and so you were kind enough to to rush that through and um and we And we got that taken care of. And uh, Mark did some other parts for us. and uh, my my business partner, who is an embedded systems engineer, um he was doing the electronics on on and the uh, electricity type stuff on on that. Um, on that right. well, I'm
0: glad I'm glad you bring that up. So I'd like to explain to the people what you do. Your company has has a couple of different facets, which makes it really interesting. Um, and one of the, something I'll tell you too about Brad. Um, as we were working on this project, there was a time crunch, there was things like that. There was one night that was must have been 100 degrees out muggy. And we had to get some stuff done and a lot. There was a lot of wet sanding and just plain busy work. So Brad came over at, I don't know, six o'clock at night, and we worked till about midnight sanding the stuff doing so he's, he's a get down and get dirty, get your hands dirty and get in there and get done what needs to get done kind of guy. And yeah. um, over that evening, we bonded and got to be pretty good friends. So this is one of the reasons here, but his business um, and my, my, my the company I work with, uh, or I work for, Ciro, uh, the motorcycle parts, you know, we're always looking for new technologies and, and new people we can use, utilize to, for um, electronics and different kind of things and graphics. So electronics and graphics are two things that don't really seem to go together. So why don't you tell us about how electronics and graphics go yeah. together with the two companies? Yeah,
1: it, you know, the, um, just, just to talk about the, the industry in, in general that I, I come from, uh, I come from wide format printing. Um, I worked in a family business where the a lot of uh, printing for uh, trade shows. So, you know, 10 feet wide on fabrics, all kinds of strange materials were printed on. And my job was to go out and try and find new technologies. And uh, one of the things that's happened over time is digital printing has become more pervasive in every part of our life, um, whether that's through 3D printing. Uh, and th- I'm, I'm not going to go through all of that because... You know, you could probably do it better than me can, and um, but when it comes to two D printing, the number of materials you can print on and the types of inks you can use are have just exploded. I don't know if everybody, if anybody knows this, but um, I read about a year, maybe two years ago, that inkjet heads have outpaced Moore's law for five years,
0: which means that they have yeah, it's unbelievable.
1: So I mean, it's kind of that the one of the sort of um, unsung industrial advancements that you don't really see on CNN or, or in uh, the Washington Post but it's an amazing development over time and um, one of the things that's happened is is that as the, the uh, printing equipment has has grown in its ability now now you can print functional materials so traditionally when you talk about functional materials you mean conductive materials but um, right right but um, you can also print adhesives uh, surface modifications, um, um, protective coatings, all all kinds of just crazy, crazy things. And um, and I'm I'm going to
0: stop just for a second yeah. here and just show people kind of what we're talking about. The large format printing that is uh, this is something that he actually did for my son and I.
1: Yeah, I'm yeah. Trying
0: to get a get a good picture of it there, but yeah, it is. Uh, let's see, it won't focus for me. There we go. <laughs> it was the side of my son's car. So that <laughs> whole that whole graphic there is all was all printed in one piece. So that's, that's what we're talking about a large format printing. It's not just for cars. I mean, you can use it on just about anything, but, it, but mm-hmm. what he what you're talking about now is being actually being able to print um, something that'll conduct electricity.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so we went into business to be a manufacturer and use a, a technology that can print conductive traces. Um, and it, it doesn't do it truly digitally, but it it's very close to that. It uses a a, a disposable or, or temporary uh, tooling, and um, it allows us to do a low quantity of, uh, and here's an example of a stock item, so this would be like a membrane switch, right, so it's got these little metal dome buttons that go clickety-click, right, and, um, and this, this one is actually printed with a process that's uh, it's silkscreened, you know, very similar although highly engineered compared to like a, like a t-shirt would be printed right but the same basic idea right you create a screen or a tool and mm-hmm. then you put the material down and you cure it or you dry it and um, and that's what's typically done in this type of, of material uh, membrane switches is what they're called or keypads right
0: so what kind of what um, you were going to produce or, or you know, like keypads and things what other kind of products were, were you looking at getting into your are you know, we can talk about what happened when COVID hit. That oh yeah, everything. Yeah. <laughs> but but, what kind of products were you looking at doing? So you know, examples of, of end user.
1: Yeah. So our goal is to be a on-demand industrial printer, and what that means is anything that requires either uh, a higher durability than. Um, like a, a sticker, right? So we mm-hmm. print on all different types of materials. Um, we have all kinds of laminates. We have all kinds of adhesives to stick to just about any surface you can imagine. Um, and then on top of that um, comes the the ability to do membrane switches and then put a, a graphic over the top of it. And, um, and so our, our goal is to help people who need small quantities and need highly engineered print or functional human machine interfaces. Um, and, and that's what we do. So, um, almost like any- I,
0: I could see, I could see like a, like point of a point of purchase display or something like that where you yeah. need a, a lit board or something to that, that someone needs to interface with, but you don't, you know, I know for, for our company, we have a lot of experimental products and we have to make displays to show them. Mm-hmm. And that's, what's one of the things that we do um, our manufacturer that we, what we work with actually makes, they make the, the printed boards for all our, for LEDs and everything. So mm-hmm. they have the controller for it too, but we could take this stuff and then give it to you guys to do a, a display and, and, um, you know, to have buttons, turn things on, turn things off. I'm simplifying it a lot, yeah. but just yeah. to basically, you know, like a display of something you go to, you go to any of the stores, Best Buy or any of the big stores, there's always those displays in the electronics part where you can press a button and something happens or a light comes yep. on or. And yep. someone has to design all that. Well, if you're Sony, you can make 50,000 of those and it's not a problem. Yeah. But if you're, you know, Ken Schmo sitting in his garage playing around with stuff and I might need five of them that I can put in some different stores locally um, to uh, show off, you know, suppose I want to do something like with, uh, I want to do a, a screen that has some light, light up that show like uh, pictures of cars I might draw or dogs or something like that. Then I want, I want to try to place in different Um, dealerships or say like a grooming place that grooms dogs. And I want, I want something interactive while the people are waiting and say, um, you know, I want to do, I want five buttons. These have to light up in this, this way. And I want, when this, when this happens, I want the screen to come on and do that. Mm -hmm. That's the kind of stuff that you can help develop.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so my, my partner, He's an embedded systems engineer, so he can do the actual intelligence if need be. Um, And then our technology allows you to create the, I think of it as the functional skin that goes Mm -hmm. over the product, right? And that skin can be transparent, so you can see a little LCD screen or even a big one. Um, And and so to to your point, and thank you for making it, um, most most of these types of products, you order 100 to 10,000 and you wait three weeks. We ship five units in five days, and we do it domestically. Yeah, that's so, incredible. So you don't it's have incredible. to worry about um, Chinese New Year or all the other things that can happen when you literally are kicking a product halfway around a, a planet. You know, we're, we're in Minneapolis, and we manufacture these um, very quickly in low quantity.
0: And th- this is a great part. So having been, um, I've developed a lot of products. I've got 30-some patents. and Whoa. Um, you got 30? Yeah, I've got 30. I only got one. I got 30 this year. <laughs> I, hit, I hit the big 3 three-oh. Oh, wow. But, yeah, wow. that's pretty cool. Yeah. We, um, in in that time, there's been different times where we've tried to manufacture a protos- prototype stuff, especially electrical things um, here in the States. And the, the lead times... And just dealing with the, the people that are doing it, the companies, and are, are, are nearly impossible. So I don't think people realize what a huge deal this is, that they can come to you and, and your partner. This guy is amazing, you guys. He is so far above and beyond
1: <laughs> Yeah, my partner, he's the it's smart like... guy. He really is. I always say he makes MacGyver look like a bedwetter. You know? <laughs> because, I mean, he's just so, so. And he's a good guy, too. Yeah, I yes, mean, I, I, I. I you know, he and I are literally in the basement of an industrial space, and you know, it's it's not pretty, which is why you see this blue behind me. We got we got to <laughs> manage low overhead, and for some reason, he keeps coming back. I, he must he must like the work or something. But yeah, he's um, brilliant. He's a brilliant oh, guy. Yeah, he's really really smart. Um, and, and, and it's just the two of you right? really easy to work with. It's well, it's the two of us, and then we have some specialized people that we hire on a contract basis when we need sure. them. And then sure. we've got I think we and we've got one part time employee right now. Oh, cool. um, and the technology is really made so that we can we can turn quickly a, a, a mass a, or a larger, a large assortment of items, right? Because um, cool. it, the, the the equipment really handles the the complexity, to be honest. Right. So, right. Oh, um, that's fantastic. Yeah. So it works cool. out pretty well for us. And uh, and what happened during COVID is, uh, you know, we were going to do a lot of selling and then COVID hit. And um and so then. The majority of our work now is in engineering, uh, but we look forward to a time when the majority of our revenue is a function of manufacturing instead. Well, of both, with
0: with 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 COVID hit, it's hard to it's hard to go and have meetings and show people because what you guys do yeah. is it's you know we can we can sit there and you know you can, you you guys could sit and say we made this look I press the button and the, yeah. the light color changes you know but yeah you have to be in the room you have to make the deals you have to have the the you and I are very similar in this way you want that person to person um interaction especially when you're talking about um if you're going to be doing something that's it's going to be fairly expensive
1: um
0: yeah relatively speaking you know engineering is not cheap to do
1: um no no but so the thing that's nice though is that when it comes to our manufacturing sorry i didn't mean to cut you off. no no go ahead uh you know typically you're gonna you're gonna pay more per unit but less per order with us so um so you know to give you an example and i'm just I'm making up numbers here let let's say you order 100 units offshore for a thousand dollars you know you'll probably pay for five units you'll probably pay in the ballpark of 500 right but you'll Mm -hmm. get them in five days right right um so that's the real the real difference is the ability to get them very quickly and in very low quantity so you can iterate and we we just did a project um Um, and I, I don't think I'm allowed to say who it was for, but, um, what they did is they ordered one, one keypad from us and they did five and then they called up and they said, now we just want to change the graphic because our customer wants to see a different graphic.
0: Right. And so
1: then we made five more and they just called us and said, Hey, can you do a production run? And the answer is, of course we can, but, um, do you want us to use our technology to do that? Because this is the classic case of expensive materials. Right versus inexpensive uh, materials and the setup cost. Right, so it, it's a lot like what happened with 3D printing and thermoplastics. Um, yeah, you know, you you used to be able to used to have to injection mold with a sixty thousand dollar tool. Proto Labs came around and said, "Hey, for a ten thousand dollar tool, you can get twenty units." And mm-hmm. now there's FDM printing, and you can pay. I don't know a hundred bucks a unit. I'm making up numbers. So it
0: FDM stuff. So the FDM is fused deposition modeling. That's Thank where, you. um, basically to make it really simple, you take a thick piece of fishing line that's plastic and you're running it through, um, through a head that heats it up and it makes it a lot thinner, like, you know, a hundred or a, a thousandth of an inch and it prints a layer at a time. And that's how that, that helmet that we talked about earlier was, was printed. But, um, what it's done is it, it's still that the materials that are anything that's any good isn't cheap anything that's cheap really isn't any good so we yeah. haven't reached the point so there's a, there's a um it, the same thing happened in the motorcycle world and car world where where a lot of guys came out like boyd coddington everyone's heard of boyd coddington and chip foos well they have these billet wheels right and then they're making billet wheels well they can make billet wheels because there's a company or they make they make their own or there's a couple of companies out there that make them that make the forged blanks and they're just, they're just taking that wheel that's already made and cutting shape out of it. Okay. So, but if they had to forge each one of those wheels in that shape and do it, it would be, it would be really, it's not cost effective. Yeah. Um, in uh, a lot of the motorcycle parts that the custom shops are making cool billet machined parts out of a block of aluminum. Well, they're only making five or six for people mm-hmm. that that's fine. But every single one of those costs exactly the same amount of money. If you can die cast that same piece, it'll look just exactly the same. You won't be able to tell the difference. However, every piece you make gets less expensive, mm-hmm. but the tooling on the front end is gonna be $40,000. So yeah. are you gonna sell five of them? Or are you gonna sell 200? You have to make sure that you're in there. And that's kind of where, what you're talking about, it, it, it all, there, there is a sweet spot where for prototyping and things like that. And this is where, you know, you and I are both in the Nomad network. I, I dragged you in there. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and, no, I'm uh, glad you did. It's cool.
0: It's uh, it's a place where a lot of people, I want to be able to explain these things to them. A couple of weeks ago, I did an interview with another one of the Nomads, and she works, she's an engineer, mechanical, I think mechanical and electrical engineer for um, Carbon3D.com, who makes real oh, high-end wow. printers that do, yeah. they're the ones that print, she worked on the printers that print the Adidas shoe.
1: Yeah, that <laughs> the, their is for real, for sure, yeah, yeah the Carbon3D printers are really neat, really neat. Yeah, it's cool stuff. So, so anyway, that's kind of the, some of the electrical side
0: of, of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And then you've, you've also got the rapid, um, ra- rapid interface.
1: Yeah, so, yeah, so ra- rapid interface is, uh, is part industrial graphics and part human machine interface. So uh, what we say is we are an on-demand manufacturer of on-product graphics like decals or, right. or, um, or product graphics or branding. And also of human machine interfaces, which would be, yep, keypads, or uh, or membrane switches, or overlays too. There's a lot of need for overlays for uh, all kinds of products, and we we do those as well. And
0: yeah, it, it's a really it's a really interesting. You don't realize how many how many how much of that you see from every day from just going to out going to the stores and things like that. Yeah, yeah. it, yeah. it, it graphics ahead. are everywhere. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so wh- wh- who's your client usually for that kind of stuff? Yeah. You know, what's, um, your, what's your what's what's your ideal client? If someone, well, first of all, uh, I I know you can't talk about a lot. The beauty about what we're talking about is everything is like totally secret, so we have to kind of
1: skirt around the edge. Yeah, of, yeah. of our secret plans. I don't enjoy that part of my job, but <laughs> our clients expect us to keep confidences, and that's it's um, critical. That, that's yeah, it's important. They want to make sure that the stuff that they bring to market is. Uh, what they need and where they need. You know, we work right now. We work with a number of product development firms in town, and we typically do that either as a as a as a supplier of my my partner's uh, brilliance. He's an engineer and he's really smart. And and sometimes it's for um, something unique that they need for a client, whether it's a you know uh, a human machine interface or whether it's a um like a graphic that goes over something or they need a really unique. Um, you know, we are I've always wanted to do uh printed origami just because our equipment can oh, do it. Yeah. But yes. I don't have enough time on the weekends because I have a family to like yeah. come in and like make our machines could literally make printed origami, which would be fun, right? Um that would be really cool. Yeah, it'd be a lot of fun. But I mean that's the kind of thing you know, every once in a while someone says, I just need a prototype wrap for this um machine that um promotes. Uh, the fact that the machine does this, right? Maybe it's a new machine that does something unique. Um, so, like, I think it's okay to say this, but um, there, uh, we did uh, some prototype graphics that needed to have a unique cut line, and and uh, and then it wrapped around this part of uh, of a, of the uh, of the product. And I think I'm okay. I think it's okay to say this. The name of the product was Lid Boss, right? And okay. so they had this hands-free lid dispenser. And it worked incredibly well and they needed, and, but when you looked at it, it looked kind of like a coffee maker, right? So you need, they needed something to make it be like, Hey, wave your hand here. And so when you waved your hand here, it spit out one lid, as opposed to what happens whenever I go, I try to. Grab a lid, and then there's 15 of them on the floor. Yeah, they all, they all I look like a schmo, and I I like put it on my coffee, and then like it was the last guy, you know. So, um, <laughs> so they needed something really unique that didn't really require any adhesives to to fit right around. Um, right, right. And they designed that. We could have designed that, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, depending on on what the customer's expectations were, but you know that that the thing I think that's good to talk about in general terms is we we make products that don't require tooling yeah so like if you if you um, yeah. if you're if you're doing a packaging project and you want to have a, a thousand labels you buy a steel rule die and it comes down and it clicks on on the material and you know you get a thousand of them if you want to have uh, a <clears throat> hundred or fifty <clears throat> of them we have uh, knife knife plotters and knife drag systems and laser cutters uh, that that prevent the need for tooling. So it allows us to turn faster and it allows us to um, allow a lot more variety and variation. Uh, the, the other side of that is what you said earlier, which is you know, every single unit that we make takes the same amount of time. And right. so our cycle times tend to be just a little bit longer but it gives you a lot of flexibility. Um, we had a customer who asked for some um, uh some overlays and they said they didn't know what size it was going to be and they said it's somewhere between this and this and I said well why don't I just do it every quarter inch from this to that and he said oh wow that's great you can do that I said yeah we're we're not traditional we don't use any tooling and I can have them for you in five days he really appreciated that you know so um and you
0: I like it because you're using you're using equipment that um you're taking equipment to the next level of what you're using with your, your vinyl cutters and the way you do this and your plotters yeah. and things like that. It's um, having been worked in the sign industry for, you in know, in a shop for many years, I know how those worked and it was always just, you're going know, to print out the sign it's either the square or it's round and you stick it on the board and ship it out. But <laughs> you're taking these things to a whole new level because you, you saw what this machine could do and um, say, well, we can, we can do so much more with this than is actually being done. And with yeah. your, with your partner in his skills with with, with your with your knowledge of ma- materials and manufacturing stuff and his skills with uh, the electrical engineering um, genius yeah uh, he's brilliant it, it, and you kept it small and this is what's interesting to me it's a nice small yeah. company that's in your and you're slowly growing you know mm-hmm. this is an exponential but right when you right when you were about to get you know to go to the big thing and then just go to the big show here comes COVID and wiped you out yeah yeah, and that, then, that was but, challenging. But you pivoted, mm-hmm, and you mm-hmm. and you pivot and move forward. Yeah. And um, that you and me met in the middle of the COVID garbage in twenty twenty.
1: Yeah, yeah, we did, and yeah, that was. Anyways, we've all enjoyed that. I, I, I can ruminate on that when I'm, you know, when I got grandkids on my knees. But yeah, you know, the, the 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 nice thing is, is that you know we had to pivot. And we did, and we're still around. And we really want to keep things lean uh, because the the whole venture capital route that people typically go through, you know, you mm-hmm. end up being beholden to people who are really intelligent in business practices and have access to the capital. That's the benefit, right? And you also get access to their network usually. But the difficulty we'd have is that what we're doing is so specialized, uh, it would it would be really unique for us to find a venture capitalist who understood. What we were trying to do right, right? so we've just decided we're going to bootstrap and um
0: well then it's yeah. all network and it's all building and it's yeah and that's um yeah. I, I think that's a better way to go uh, once you once you've got somebody that you have to answer to you have to answer to them and yeah. that's the problem with it and yeah yeah it's rough and it's hard to to claw your way up but um mm-hmm. Well, when you get there, and then you've got something that's that's got a lot more value. You know, I mean, you look at what's, well, look at what happened at Apple when they, you know, they pushed Steve Jobs out. Mm-hmm. You know, what if, what an awful move that was. It had to happen, but yeah. they pushed he, but and then the company, you know, it lost it. It's lost its drive. It it changes. Turns to corporate. I, I used to work at a place that I won't mention that very similar things happened to, and um, this last September they just closed the doors and moved everything. <laughs> to a different state and let everyone go. That had been, a lot of people had been there for 25, 30 years. yeah. And, um, you know, the the soul of the company's gone. At that point, it's just a brand and a name. And, you know, building the brand is great. And the people that build the brand did well, that the, the, the people that bought the brand when it was going did very well. The people that bought the brand from then and made a bigger conglomerate, they did well, but everyone's taken their piece out all yeah. the way down and, and then, yeah. it, then it ends up to being something different what you guys are doing and what we're doing in our company is just again we're staying as lean you know more like okay we're each one of us is doing the job of five people if each one of us could do the job of four and a half people <laughs> so let's hire a guy
1: yeah you know what yeah. oh, the, the same the, thing the, the challenge is is that you're constantly doing stuff that you're bad at you know, I mean, like, <laughs> yes. I, I hate to admit it, but, but I love variety and I love doing new things. So right. it's kind of this give and take. It's like, this took me X amount of time and it would take someone who's really good at it a, a quarter of that, but they charge eight times that, you know, I, I mean, I'm just making up numbers, but exactly. you always find yourself doing stuff that you're like, wow, I'm really not suited to this. And so it goes a lot slower than you want. Right. But, the, exactly. the, but the good news is, is if you like variety and you like independence, and both me and my business partner do, you know, it, it, it's, it's a lot of fun. You know, I, I, I well, mean, and
0: it, you do have, and there'll be a lot of nights where you're working at 1130, but there's a lot of days where you're like, you know what? Junior's got baseball. I'm going to go to that game. And you got yeah. no one that's going to tell you, you can't.
1: Yeah. And you can and range I your schedule. Get that. Yeah. Yeah. No, if, if, um, the only thing I have to do is make sure that we take care of our customers. Right. And and if that means I come in at two in the morning and get the order done by five, but I get to catch my kids choir recital or something, then then that's what that means. Um, But, um, you know, that's wonderful. And I I don't know, I, I talked to a guy who worked in an auto place once and he was working the front desk. Okay. And he was, he just looked miserable. He was dealing with a lot of people. Yeah. And, and he said, that he usually said, they aren't happy
0: like, if they're, if they're, if they're a mechanic shop, they're usually not happy people.
1: Yeah. Usually people, no one. Yeah. Right. No, no one goes to the mechanic. i like, Oh, great. It's only going to be that, you know? Yeah. Um, so, and he was just not like in life. And then I ran, I came into the same, I came into the dealership like six months later and he was in back with a wrench, you know, and mm-hmm. he, he had this look of happiness on his face. And I said, wow, man. What's up? And he goes, "I just realized I'd rather be angry at things than people." And I was yeah. like, "What a wow, great way that, of looking at that." Yeah, I, I thought that was kind of great. And so for me, really it's like I'd rather I'd rather be angry at the stuff that's happening in my shop than frustrated by someone who's managing me, even though they may be doing an amazing job. Mm-hmm. Um and that independence it just it's really quite wonderful. I I just I really like uh, that. For me it's great. I I I wouldn't I wouldn't trade it for anything. Um, so
0: what shifting gears a little bit, what would you look So some of the people that uh, are watching, this or listening to it, if you're on the mm-hmm. podcast, I'm, this my YouTube channel is mad case studio on mm-hmm. YouTube. You can find it there, but um, what's the, what, what's a good client for you? Like someone's coming to you with an idea of something they want to build mm-hmm. and what, what should they be prepared with when they come to you? To, yeah, I, whether, whether it's whether it's on the graphic side or the electronics side what, do you, what are you looking for in a client how can we be I, better clients i guess is the I,
1: I, I would say the main thing that that and I, it really boils down to money right mm-hmm. i mean if someone comes to us and says look i i am willing to spend this amount of money i can tell them whether we're a good oppor- a good supplier for them or not right, if someone right. says hey i i need some work done and it costs and i have 200 dollars allocated i can say to them okay we're a we might depending on the work i can say well we we could help you with that or call my buddy charlie right right there there are there are guys who are doing graphic services out of their home and charging a really healthy rate for themselves and can do some pretty amazing stuff quickly right right so if you just without
0: without the overhead of a shop
1: and yeah absolutely absolutely and you know they're they're I, I think of them as 1099 independent contractors. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, every once in a while, someone will come and say, hey, I, I'm only willing to do to spend this much. And I'm like, well, that's, that's going to involve circuitry. It's going to involve thermoplastics. It's going to involve that's really not going to cut it. So here's what I and then I can usually say to people something like, so what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to skill up on these things and, sure. and see how far you can get this going, right? Um, and so, you know, a lot of times I'll tell people you're going to have to do some of the 3D design yourself. Um, so, you know, download SketchUp. It's not perfect, but it's pretty good. Or download, um, what is it? AutoCAD 360. What is it? Fusion yeah, 360, uh, excuse Fusion. me. Yeah, Fusion. Yeah, which I, I can't stand that program, but it's <laughs> it's the right price, okay? Right. And, and it allows you to start thinking critically and three-dimensionally. And a lot of times people also kind of have this attitude of like, well, if it's not going to make me a million bucks, I'm not going to do it. And I always, I just kind of shake my head when I, I hear that, right. or, you know, right. it's, it it's for me, when people talk about, they want to bring a product to, to market, or they want to have a side hustle, or they want to have um something, something extra in their life. The thing that that adds to your life is adventure. And, right. and, and I mean, I, I you know, people talk about like, oh, I want a fancy car, or I want a cabin or, or I want a new this, or I want a new that there's no adventure, venture in that. That excuse me there's no adventure in in that shit the adventure is in finding another merry band of crazy people who want (laughs) to do new stuff right that is the most rewarding thing you can do because it requires you to learn new things it requires you to find people who are good at things that you never even thought mattered right and and so and at the end of it you know there's this great meme i read the other day it was something like um a bunch of pirates went out looking for treasure and found out that the real treasure was the relationships they forged on the journey, right? Oh, and I, was, cool. and I, I read that and I was like, <laughs> you know, and I'm making that up from memory. But the reality is, is that, yes, you do want to make some money. That's great. But the but having a side hustle or having a, a product development project or a graphic development project and there's plenty of products out there that you can develop that are nothing more than print like playing cards or games All you right. know if you've always wanted to make a game there are on demand producers for games my favorite one is uh, it's called the Game Crafter that they, they do the most crazy things incredible customization and it's unbelievable. Um, if you have an idea and you want to see if you can go with it, the value is yes, perhaps making money one day, but but also having something that's just really exciting, and then having having something that allows you to get new relationships. Right? I mean, if if you and I weren't right. working on that development project together, we wouldn't have become friends. Right.
0: Exactly. Right. And this, well, and, and also this is great. we both we have a shared passion. And it was one of those like I'll tell you honestly, you guys like we worked together, and um, it was a multi thousand dollar deal that him and I had worked on. Yeah, And yeah. we'd we'd forget to even bill each other. <laughs> I mean, I, I shouldn't say that. Yeah, but don't say that. It, it was it was yeah, on my end. I'd forget. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm like, yeah. He and Brad had call me and say, Ken, you gotta uh, you know got send me a bill or something for that
1: stuff. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I can
0: you know, you know but can I can pay
1: in beer. I'm happy to send you a six. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's right. I, I almost <laughs> would take you up on that some of those hot days. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. But
0: yeah, so, so I guess I'm looking at you bring out some something that I've heard from a lot of people that are very successful, is they never did it for the money. They did it for, for the experience and the love of doing it and not even a follow your passion kind of thing and follow your dreams. Cause that can go take you down a rabbit hole. Oh yeah. But this is more of a, of a, you know what? I just really enjoy doing this. That's why you've got guys like um, Elon Musk out there. He doesn't have to work. His kids don't have to work. His grandkids don't have to work. They, he doesn't have to do anything. And I guarantee you he's busier now than he ever has been. Yeah, because yeah. he is a passionate guy that wants to keep generating and new stuff and creating stuff like I mean, he had one day said, you guys here, here's what we do, we take one of these $150,000 Teslas, we're gonna put a dude in it, we am gonna send it in the space.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's crazy that's crazy. That's great stuff. But you know what, that whole team, of, that wasn't just him. There was a whole know. team of people. I don't know how many, I don't know a hell of a lot. But you got to think there's a maybe a core group of 25 people mm-hmm. that had to have been, problem solving coming up with the way to do that. how do you mount the car in the rocket how do we get the rocket off the thing? how do we get how do we film it because you know you got to be able to mm-hmm. just put it on Facebook so how did yeah. they get the, the GoPros to do, do whatever they did in space uh, you
1: know Jamiah could figure that out I couldn't you know I mean, <laughs> me like, neither yeah, yeah you and me so. make stuff look cool but yeah, you know I, we need Jamiah yeah, yeah, to make it work it.
0: yeah they're sitting there in the field there it's got to go up in space Jamiah tell you <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah 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 but and, no and I, the, I appreciate but, that like, at, at the same time, you got to make sure that you're billing adequately for what you do. Right. Right. There's there's the beginning of the phase of your development of your business or your idea or your concept. And, and that's where the sweat equity comes in. And then you got to pare down the process and make it more efficient, decide what matters. And then you got to make sure that you're getting paid at that point. Um, even even though, yes, I I mean, I I would I w- I, <clears throat> I love what I do. I would come here every day regardless. However, right. um, I'm not doing this. Um, I, I, my time has value. You there's know? no
0: shame. There's no shame in saying you want to make money. Yeah. And this is something that I think has been a problem in our society is I think it was probably because of the Great Depression since then of, yeah. of, of being rich is looked down upon on some people. I'm like, this yeah. is I mean, you know, come on. This yeah. is what you all. Everyone would want because everybody could be a blessing to whoever they want, however they want, any cause they want, if they were rich. You know, yeah. So I look at it that way. I'm like, hey, we need, but it, in the meantime, you've got to be able to charge and make money. I like the way that you do it, where you break it into, and this is talking to people that might want to come and and develop a product with you, me, yeah. anybody, and yeah. just say we're gonna break this into sections. You're gonna have an initial section. I do this with graphics a lot of yeah. times. I'll do, yeah, I'll do I some see sketches do it. You're and good stuff at it. and I'll do them for free and I'll just say, here, if anything, anything here that you like, um, let, let, let's work with it. If you don't like anything, tell me that too, because then I know a different direction we can go with. Or let me, you know, like you, I've got a network of artists and designers. I'm like, you know what, maybe you're a better fit over here. But, mm-hmm. in, you know, basically I like to give people a really good deal in the beginning. Mm-hmm. just saying look at i'm not just here to, to take all your money but yeah. um, my i i, I do a value and you will mm-hmm. be paying me if we proceed but let, let's let let's figure out exactly what we want to do so we're both happy with it
1: yeah.
0: and you know i heard a, a definition of capitalism is the ex, it's two people exchanging items that each one feels um uh, how is it but each person feels um they got more than they gave up so yeah. i have I have a candy bar. You have a dollar mm-hmm. that candy bar is worth more than the dollar to you. That dollar is worth more than that candy bar is to me. That's capitalism just right there. Both people yeah. are happy. Both people are happy. Yeah. So working forward in a, in a, in a product development, I've worked with a lot of um, people that come with an idea and a napkin, you know, and they in general, there's a very unrealistic expectation of how a product is developed. When you get to the nitty gritty of this is going to cost a lot of money. When you're mm-hmm. talking about tooling and things like that, and prototypes and getting stuff done, this is where you guys really shine because your turnarounds fast. You're mm-hmm. not inexpensive, but you're not um, you're not expensive either. If if you know what I mean. Yeah. You, yeah.
1: You're not. Yeah.
0: You're, you're you're saving so much time, and time is so valuable. And you know you can have something made in India or Mexico or China or South Korea, and they can ship it over here. And there's a lot of things that can happen in between, and especially if you're dealing with something that you don't want anyone to know about.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So. Yeah, and that if you have something that you really feel you need to keep secret, um, as soon as you send it across the ocean, no matter where you send it to, yeah. um, you're, you're going to have out. some difficulties with that. Um, and uh, you know we could have a whole story. We could have a whole podcast on that alone, Ken. You've oh, you've seen probably more than I have. and um the the thing I think people need to remember is that if you go out and you buy a piece of art, you're going to pay a lot for it, right? right? Whether it's a one pottery, one piece of pottery, one painting, one, you know the artist spent a tremendous amount of time on that one thing. And if you're going to have a prototype made, there's processes that allow us to be a little bit more efficient with it, but you are buying a very small amount of something and it is very customized. Um, The idea of mass customization is starting to happen. You know, you you can now order, you know, digitally printed fabrics online and, and get them. Now, if you talk to someone who is a sewer and they go, well, I, I was going to have this digitally printed, but it was, it was like 40 bucks for two yards. I'm like, I'm like, are you kidding me? Like you could have a, a dogs playing poker and your grandma at the table on this <laughs> fabric, okay? And you're complaining about 40 bucks for right. 2 yards? Right? Really? And because because
0: when they go to joann's you know there's for 8.99 you can get you know something similar but not quite
1: i can get almost um, a bolt right right for the same price and, and I, we I'm had like, talked
0: well, about this because with, with, my wife sews and you know, we had talked about some of these things so we, what was that there's an online place i can't remember yeah. the name of it that yeah does, uh,
1: they, and they sell retail it's called Spoonflower. Flour yeah is the Spoonflower. name of it yeah. and, and
0: they, they, the 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 cost was was pretty high per yard Oh yeah. When 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 you look at full retail and I'm being in man, in manufacturing and you being in in the business you've been in with the printing and mm-hmm. plus with your um your your previous experience in the in the display industry, you know what what wholesale costs are. Yeah. And yeah. um, so you see some of these, you're like, wow, that really is an awful lot of money for that. But yeah. at the same time, you know, uh, I go to the craft shows, and this just gets into product because. People that are making crafts and makers and woodworkers—they're—they're—they're they're, they're product designers. They have a They have a company yeah. and they're making things and they're selling them. Yeah. And I watch these people make that make like my wife makes purses and they're amazing. Yeah, and, I've seen them. And uh, you you go there and someone will make something similar to that, you know, and they're selling them for twenty five dollars. Yeah. You know? And I told yeah. her, I said, honey, it's not—it's it, worth you doing because you enjoy it. Yeah. But if we're gonna if we're gonna make this into a you know a, a business. You got to be able to get one hundred and fifty dollars for this thing. Yeah. You've got four hours in it and twenty dollars worth of materials and, and stuff like that. And even at that, you're not making much money.
1: Yeah. And-, and and the and the best way for her to improve a good is to customize it through graphics because it's easier to get mass customization of graphics right now than anything right. else. Right. Right. Um, and 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 that that's that's the way I look at it. So when people complain about forty dollars per you know two yards or whatever it is. I kind of say well yeah but you can have literally anything you want yeah exactly i mean you you it's um that's pretty remarkable when you think about it right this is Um, the time
0: this is the time right now so any idea you have and anything you are doing especially if it's online um your whole world with my card drawings and stuff this stuff here that i do this this kind of thing um I, I I was completely just go to car shows, bring a drawing. I I put this one right here. I had the same car, the '71 Cutlass, and that's a picture of my car. Mm-hmm. I'd open the hood, and I had an easel that I taped down to the hood. I took to the air cleaner, Then mm-hmm. I put the drawing on that. And I had flyers, and I just stand by the car and talk to people. Hey, what do you got? Would you Would you drive in here today? And I'd make ten, twelve thousand dollars in the summer, 150 bucks at a time doing these little drawings of cars. That was 30 years ago,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then you know, with the advent of the internet, um, I had stopped doing it with family and just work and things like that. I decided yeah. to start doing it again. And all of a sudden I jump back in and I'm like, well, okay, I don't have to be at six car shows a week. I don't have to be, you know, out there. I still go to the car shows. I mean, quite a few of them, but I don't have to be as focused as, a, as selling at them. I can enjoy them because mm-hmm. I can go online and, you know, my business cards, I put a, a QR code on my business card and I'm not a big business card guy, but you need to hand out something that's on a yeah. big flyer. But with yep. that, with that QR card, I can hope I can, I can just hold up the card and say, you know, if you don't want the card, just scan the code. It'll take you to the website. Boom. Mm-hmm. You're at the website, just like that. And then there's a, I can track it. This person from this place in this area, using this kind of phone went to my website to look at this page.
1: That's pretty from cool. That card. Yeah. that's and really it, neat. Co-
0: it, it cost me $60 for the, for the subscription for a year. It's pretty yeah, cool 60 bucks you know yeah. and i remember doing just the same oh man 60 bucks i'm just, just throwing that away and i'm like yeah <laughs>
1: at the same <laughs> time like for me it's though magic like, when, yeah for me though the, the the challenge i have is that sometimes these digital tools are such a good deal right you're like right. wow for like this much i can do all this it's like well do you need all that right mm-hmm. and so you know there's another trend that i've seen is this recurring billing that happens right these microtransactions you can yes. you can you can quickly Smart quickly contracts. see your yeah you can you can quickly see your your expenses and it's like well every every nickel i spent wasn't that that much but it's a you know i'm using a metaphor of course but every nickel a month right you have mm-hmm. five nickels, that's a quarter times 12. All of a sudden, you're not in the realm of nickels anymore. So right. you, when, exactly. you're, when you're looking at a lot of these types of situations, it, it can be such a good deal. you got to be really mindful of, of how you want to spend your marketing budget. But there's some that are an absolute no-brainer, like you talked about, right? If you're doing face-to-face marketing and you can find out what person did what, where, at what time, you can know whether you need to go back to that event or not and whether you're going back to see your buddies or whether you're going back to chase revenue and there's nothing wrong with going to enjoy yourself it's just you need to know whether it's business or not
0: what i found out is i'm i'm very i'm very good in a crowd of people showing them my stuff and talking about what we're doing and talking about i just enjoy talking with people yeah me too and and so the, the internet thing was actually pretty hard. I've had to learn to write. I've taken some courses. I took the, the Jason Stapleton had the copy clinic a few weeks ago. And it was I a two-day two intensive course. I was course. booked. I
1: couldn't check it out, but uh, it's, it it's
0: looked neat. Incredible. It came with a 500-page um, handbook of ads that he's collected over the years that are just like brilliant ads. and It's 500 pages of every page mm-hmm. is gold. Mm-hmm. And there was like an 80-page workbook that we all worked together those 12 of us in the class that time and jason and you know he's like all right here's the concept this is what we're trying to take about here this is this is uh we're going to talk about um this uh aspect of copywriting then you're going to go write so we went and wrote wrote something for it. and he goes i'm giving you 15 minutes write something about your product or, or you know we're going to start writing sales letters and things like that and then we come back and we all read them and we read each other's and you know some of them Some of the ones I just nail it and be like, wow, this came out really good. And other ones I'd just be like, one of them just goes, and that's really crap. That's really not very good at all. And I'm like, I know, and this is why I'm here. I want someone to tell me it's crap, but in product development and in the marketing end of things too, and all of this, this is what I want people to get on. If they understand one thing from listening to this for the, for this hour
1: Mm -hmm.
0: is have an open mind. You're going to somebody to get their expertise because you need their expertise. Mm-hmm. Take it, understand yeah. their expertise. You can always check and get second opinions, just like a oh, doctor. Yeah. I recommend that people go, I always say, I sure go with painting motorcycles. I do I'm like, yeah, go, well, go, go to any of the other painters in town and see what they're going to do. If you end up using them. Great. They're all good guys. I know them. We're friends. Yeah. Yeah. But have, and, and for us being the business people, we got to have that attitude too of like, look at this guy, this is his life. You've seen it too, I'm sure with customers, his Mm -hmm. life is in this, his whole future, he feels is in his hands with this idea that he doesn't know how to get out. And that's a passionate guy. That's great to work with. Yeah. If you guys can make that in the beginning, Mm -hmm. that, that, that relationship needs to be built. And it has to be a relationship between two guys that are going to, or two people, men, women, whatever, that Mm -hmm. are, that are interconnected on the goal and be able to say, all right, we're trying to get to here. And there's going to be times where, yeah, it's okay. This is going to cost a lot more than we talked about because it is because this and this and this. Yeah. And there's other times where you're going to be able to go. You know what? You 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 actually paid ahead because this took us a month less of time that we figured it would be, mm-hmm. and and um, you've already paid for that month. So let's let's work that into the next stage. You mm-hmm. know, and 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 for us to give credit where where we can give some credit when we can afford to. You can't always, but. Mm-hmm. sometimes you can't and um, yeah
1: well, and also sometimes you have a resource that you're not using and it's just easy to help someone with right yeah it's like oh hey i you know i had a i had a, a nonprofit profit come to me a while ago and they had this project and and i said look if you if you'll let me print it on this material that i don't use anymore i can give you a really good price Right. Yeah. Um, and, but, and they, they were in a real unique situation and I totally identified with what they were doing and they were in a tremendously hard spot right. and, and they were extremely flexible and really nice guys, like mm-hmm. really nice, easy to work with guys. Um, in those situations, you know, you can do something nice for people. Um, but the, the thing I think I'd also want to talk about is, you know, there's this kind of thing, like in cars, I'm using cars, scan because you're a car guy, right? Yeah. There's this thing that, that people always say, it's like, Oh, you know, I've been working on this car for 20 years you know and i just i haven't finished it off and they, and they kind of are apologetic about it yeah right I, I would say i would say to that person dude you stuck with it for 20 years
0: right, <laughs> right? i mean like like, like,
1: like how, why are you ripping on yourself right and the same thing can happen with product development you know you can say you can say to a product development firm hey i'm i am i am willing to spend this much to get the ball to a, a point right and they'll say to you okay well we'll do this and we'll do this and we'll do this and then maybe that's enough for you to go out and find more money, either from backers or people that can help you out. Um, but the goal when you work on a product development project is that you get it through a phase where you have something tangible. Right. And that tangible could be uh, something like a PowerPoint presentation, a slide mm-hmm. deck, a video, some sketches, um, or a 3D printed part, or or some or, or just just the concept more finalized, right? Right. Um, L- a and- little
0: more thought through, and then yep. it, it, going through that process, going through the product design process, and making something—whether it's a digital product like a course, or mm-hmm. or a piece of art, mm-hmm. or a new car—you find the little problems that you didn't realize were going to be happening, and yeah. all those all those little the little things that the the that devils in the details. It really mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. But after you've gone through a process and you get to through the first step, now you've now you can, t- you can take a minute and take that win and say, mm-hmm. all right, we made the first step. It's there. Okay. We've got the second step. Phase two is now complete. Now we have, now we have this mm-hmm. it's, we, you know, we can't put it on someone's head and, and do crash testing, but we can go to a dealership down the street and say, we are going to make these helmets. Are you interested in buying a helmet like this? you know, and and this is a prototype and you're going to be the first ones in. And then your whole marketing strategy changes because now you have this, but you haven't tooled it. You haven't done anything. You still need to spend $100,000 to get the thing done. But if you you can go out there and and you hit 25 places that sell helmets and not one of them cares, they're like, nah, it's nah. You'll know, maybe we got to change our plan before we go spend $100,000 on this.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And just the
0: opposite of, yeah, how many can you get? How quick can we get them? You know, and I've been on both both ends of that, and um, they're both scary. The the success yeah. end is actually scarier than the no, we don't want it end, because the no, we don't want it end is kind of what you figured was going to happen anyway. Yeah.
1: yeah, 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 yeah. Failing, failing fast isn't isn't all that bad, right? Fast and early. But, yeah, but <laughs> but then when all of a sudden you're like, woohoo! What do we do now? You know, I mean, like, you know, it's like, oh wow, we've got a deadline now. Damn it, <laughs> this was yeah. all fun and fun and rainbows <laughs> yeah
0: but, we we've you know. got we've got we've got 30 pallets to load to ship out thursday and to, uh, the two guys just left um well crap what are we gonna do you know that kind well of we're stuff. gonna figure it out right and that's what you do figuring it out because the people you know uh the the people that are succeed are the people that didn't stop when it got hard mm-hmm. and that doesn't mean If it gets hard, you just have to blindly go through it. You do it smartly. You have to really have some idea of what you're doing. Yep. But fortunately for a lot of us, since we don't, none of us have a roadmap for our own businesses of what we're doing. Mm -hmm. When we look back at what we did, we've been like, well, I wouldn't have done it like that.
1: If I had known it would have been like that, I wouldn't have done it. But it is so easy to be self-critical, right? it be like hindsight will kick your emotional rear end. Right. And, and you just have to, you just, you just have to be patient with yourself. absolutely and um and that that's also another value is having someone who is not in love with your idea themselves right help keep you on track right that's a good that's huge because you know i mean like my my (laughs) my wife had to clean out her closet a while ago right Mm -hmm. because she had a bunch of clothes she hadn't worn in a while and she's she's not a clothes horse or anything like that she just needed to clean it out and every time she took something out of the closet she was like Oh, but I was meant to do I just spent, oh, maybe I'm you're right. And so she had her friend come over. And her friend literally just stood behind her like this. When was the last time you wore it? Are you gonna wear it this week? No, it goes. You know, I mean, yeah, exactly. so the decision making got offloaded to some degree, right? right? It, and takes it, some it, it takes some of the emotion,
0: it takes it takes the emotion out of the product and all of us as product designers have emotion or whatever we do. Mm-hmm. And I've done, you know, i I've, I've gone down bad paths because of that. Mm-hmm. And having other people that aren't connected to it um look at it and say, well, I don't I don't think we should do that. We should probably maybe should go this way or try this and you know and be open-minded to that and go, oh I really, I just I'm really died in my I'm set in my ways and this is the way I gotta do it, but I'm gonna try that anyway and see, and you know, 50-50. The other person's mm-hmm. idea is a great thing or it proves your point of, no, we got to do it this way because this is, the, this actually is the good way. Yeah. But yeah. having that open mind, knowing that I could be wrong. I could, I could be wrong. Yeah. You know, it's a lot easier I, to find I, that out in the development than it is after you've, oh. you've got a warehouse of, of 50,000 parts that you have to, you have to take out of the box, redo something, put new instructions in it and then um well, are, screw, are you speaking about critters. something
1: you've had experience with ken oh no
0: it's never happened to me of course nope, but nope, i've nope. just heard of that <laughs> happening you know <laughs> yeah. in the, in, the, in the, on shark tank i think i heard about that one. yeah yeah but uh i i think it's a great place to leave it i mean this is yeah. this has been a yeah. great talk i really appreciate it. is there someone has an interest in in your businesses give me their names and and uh where they can where they can find you
1: yeah, yeah. Um, so the the name of we have two businesses. Um, one is Rapid Interface, that's our manufacturing, and Light Droplet, which is our engineering. And um, you know we can be helpful with everything from uh, backdrops for your videos. You know if you want to, you just want a backdrop that has graphics on it, uh, we didn't print one up because I find it distracting. Um, I just like a, a monochrome like this, and then you know then I can put the logo. Um, we can do that, we can do anything from door decals. If you want, if you know exactly what you want, you have a good strong concept of something that's very tangible, we can help you with that. And at, at the same time, if you have a, uh, a more involved electronic project, um, you know, we're happy to give you 15 minutes to, to tell you whether, to give you a sense of what is going to be involved. And then you can decide whether you have the funding for that or if you need to start skilling up to do some of the work yourself. Um, and, and, and that's, that's how I can be helpful. Um, so whether, if it's graphics, we know it probably better than, well, it's hard to say that. We know it as well as anyone. And if it has to do with electronics, my business partner does. And um, we're happy to give you a, a little bit of time just to flush something out. Um, you know, because we, we love the beginning of any project. That's, yeah, that's really the, what the,
0: the, start, the start is, is really exciting. And then, and then being able to take it through to its final point is just, uh, it's a rewarding. And I've worked with you guys before. There's some things that we've done that we just didn't finish because we didn't, we decided to, we changed our mind. We're going to take a different direction. Mm -hmm. You and I have probably four different ideas that we're going to chase down in the next year or so. Yeah. And um, there's a lot going on and building this network again, all, it all came from in-person talking to people, building relationships with other business people um, that are, that, that are solid and that are real don't we can always sniff out someone that's full of crap you can we can sniff yeah. them out so fast yeah. and then it, Usu- it's like usually once in a while you get someone that's exceptionally good at it but that person usually isn't like starting a new project because the yeah. passion that someone has to start something is really you it's you can tell if they're full of crap or not
1: yeah and and the one thing i'd say to people too is that um if you have like twenty-seven ideas and you're beating yourself up because you haven't done twenty-six of them, like take it easy on yourself, right? I was talk I was talking to a music producer a while back, um, and and I said, you know, what do you do? How how you know? How do you look at this? You can you can spend a tremendous amount of time with someone and not not produce anything. And they said, yeah, we were working with a famous artist on Monday, and we were in the in the studio for eight hours, and we still didn't get it. And then the next day we had a different artist come in and they kind of described what they were looking for. And we played the 18th track that we'd done yesterday and Mm -hmm. that's what they wanted. (laughs) And, and, and so, I mean, you have to look at some of these projects almost as like intellectual inventory, right? Right. You never know when all of a sudden you're going to find the right resource to get this one across the finish line. Right. You know? Um, so I, I think, I think it's better to look at all of the ideas you haven't been able to finish off as a marker for abundance than it is to That's look at it as a, instead of look at it as sort of a, a, I didn't finish it off, right? Well, of course, I mean, our brains work really fast. There's no way in hell you're going to finish off everything you think of. And
0: creative creative people, I, I can tell you right now, as an artist, a sculptor, and a product designer, there's not enough lifetimes for me to run out of ideas. <laughs> yeah. There's not enough. I yeah. mean, it, it, yeah. it's- I, when I came to that realization, I started not feeling guilty about it. You got to let yourself say, All right, there's a whole bunch of stuff I'm not going to accomplish this week. Yeah. But the things I've got to accomplish, I'm going to make damn sure I accomplish them and I yeah. accomplish the hell out of them. Yeah. And if you do that every week, you'll be a success. I mean, it's just you will be a success if you yeah. can, can just stay steady at it. So,
1: yeah. And you got to make sure that you're getting paid for what you do when mm-hmm. it matters. When if it you're matters. doing it for the joy, that's fine. But if you're looking to actually, have this be a revenue stream, you got to make sure that you're paid adequately for it. Because the, right. the number one reason that sole proprietors go out of business is because they don't charge adequately. They're, yep. they're They feel that it's not okay to charge adequately. And the reason they feel that way is because they want to be a great guy or a great gal. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm just helping so-and-so out. You know, if you're helping them out, you need to get paid for your time, you right. know? And so my, my advice to people is, you know, you know, what is the pop and fresh, you know, um, come for the pie, stay for the meal or something like that, yeah, right? It's like yeah, exactly. the joy is what gets you to show up, but you got to make sure that you're counting your nickels and your dimes because mm-hmm. because you got a family to feed, you know?
0: So. Yeah, exactly. And and your time is valuable and you will, you will grow. Um, I've watched this happen more times than I care to. It's happened to me because there's been lots of times where I haven't charged enough or not charged what I'm worth. And you get disillusioned and you get bitter towards doing things that you love to do. And yeah. um, that's a sad place to be, yeah. but for it's, but right now, so I guess I'll, I'll, I'll end it with this is, this is the greatest time to start a business, to mm-hmm. come up with a product and come up with an idea. Um, Brad and his company and his team are one of the best places to go to at least um, have an idea. I mean, he's not the guy that you go to and say, I'm thinking about developing something. I just don't know what it is. That's you don't go to Brad for that. You can give me a call. I'll help you with that problem. I, I can, I can give you ideas <laughs> and then you can go to Brad, yeah. but, but, uh, this is a great time uh, the Nomad network that like I've, I've talked about, I've been pushing that really hard. Um, I'm going to put a link down to join it. If you're watching this or listening and you haven't, uh, you haven't joined it yet. And any of this sounded good to you. Jump in there and also share this because uh, I'm starting. I've I've revamped my whole. This is episode three of the new revamped Mad K Studio. Because as we talked about, if you have an idea and you don't do it, it doesn't come to it doesn't come to fruition. So I'm trying to do one of one or two of these a month, and interview people like Brad. Um, You know, last last week it was Matt Bradley. So it's I've had problems because you're brad Flaherty, and then i had matt bradley on so it's like mad Flaherty, Flad lattery and anyway i'm not good at this and i'm trying to get better i'm trying to improve and one of the things i did i'm going to say this now, now and then we can go i watched like three hours of the home shopping network
1: so they're watch actually really good at the what
0: presenters. they do centers my god mm-hmm. so now i've got a toenail polisher i got think i can curl my hair got a really <laughs> kick-ass vacuum and a new uh, new battery charger but anyway <laughs> always improve always get better realize that um, we all sucked at it in the beginning
1: and oh, yeah.
0: um, you know uh, just keep growing keep growing and, and stay stay focused you know and mm-hmm. enjoy remember to enjoy life brad thank yes. you thank you so much for being Ken, on here thanks
1: for having me this was really a lot of fun uh please give me a holler if i can help your cause and that goes for you and your audience thanks so much
0: Absolutely. All right. Well, thanks guys. And we'll talk to you all later.